Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. What's up? Hey. Uh, Michigan 34, Nebraska 3. So I'll I'll recap because it's the Michigan game. Everything is about Ohio State. <laughs> Everything is about the game. Okay. Okay? Yeah, yeah. It yeah. feels like Christmas early that the game is coming up in two weeks. I'm on like I'm just I'm so excited. It kind of dawned on me how close the game is. Yeah, it kind of it dawned on me recently. Yeah, I'm it's I'm I'm just excited. It's like I've been waiting all season, and now it's finally. This is almost here. Is this a new feeling for you? Like have you been? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. First time in a while. I mean, yeah, first time in a while. This this honestly might be the first time I've ever heard a Michigan fan say that they were excited for that game, in my life. <laughs> At least in my, in my <laughs> for as long as I can remember. That's why I was like, yeah. what are you talking no, about? No, like, I, I grew up excited for the game. It, it's it been, I mean, I'll get into it. Like, 2018, I was excited because I thought it was finally going to be the year. That's 2016, I, that's I, I, I was not. I bet. 2016, I was not confident. 2018 is when Ohio State lost to Purdue, right? Mm-hmm. After Ohio State lost to Purdue, so many people were texting me, and I was like, Ohio State's still going to win the Big Ten. Ohio State's still going to win the Big Ten. Ohio State's still going to win the Big Ten. What did they do? They, they won the Big Ten. They did. Sorry. It's okay. Sidetracked. But I'm I'm excited for the game. Um, I'll get into it more later. It's not even like a confidence that Michigan for sure is going to win and they're going to – it's just like well, – I'll get into it later. Uh, Mitt, so there Michigan are 34. So there are like – there's something that's backing up this excitement other than it's just the game. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to it. Okay. But Michigan is now averaging 41.4 points per game, fifth most in the country, wow. uh, while giving up just 11.2 points per game, which is the best in the country. So I don't nice. really care about their strength of schedule yeah. or lack thereof because they are destroying teams. Yeah. Slowly, but they're getting there. Michigan's defense, I said last week, has faced a total of two fourth-quarter drives with a chance to tie or take the lead. But Brian Mack on Twitter pointed out that those two drives gained a combined negative three yards. Wow. Like, it it just was ended. It, it takes longer to look like blowouts for Michigan because they're playing kind of uh, – they're playing football kind of like Virginia plays basketball, just very slow yeah. and efficient and whatever. Yeah. Most modern football teams go fast and score fast, score a lot and whatever. But Michigan is playing really slow, really efficiently, and winning comfortably every time. Yeah. Because of how most teams play, it doesn't always seem comfortable to everyone, but it keeps ending up being comfortable. Even yeah. Maryland is the one-score game, and they scored to make it a one-score game way too late for yeah. it to even matter. Uh, I will say, like, about the strength of schedule and, like, blowing the teams out, like, like we've seen it done. Like, it's not like – I feel like people are making a big deal about more, Michigan more than Ohio State. Both of them don't have great schedules, but yeah. Ohio State's is a little better. But I feel like people are making a big deal about it, like, oh, they don't play anybody, so they can't win the national championship. But we've seen Clemson do it. Like Clemson, We've seen Clemson do it in less dominant fashion. Yeah. We've seen them, like, the year they almost lost to Army, was, I think they won the national championship. Like, Army missed a field goal. I don't remember if it would have won the game or sent it to overtime. Whatever. Clemson won. And then they won the national championship. Michigan yeah. hasn't almost lost anything. Yeah. Especially to a crap team yeah. like Army. When I do think, like, 
especially in college football, the the best team, the team that wins the national championship isn't necessarily the team that was the best team for the most of the mm-hmm. season. Like, the Ohio State won the national championship. They lost to Virginia Tech, and Virginia, Virginia right. Tech rarely finished that year uh, 500. Yeah. Uh, so, Michigan is undefeated, winning by an average of 30.2 points. Only Georgia and Ohio State are in the same category in terms of point differential. Yeah. We can talk about their schedule, how it's essentially the typical schedule no one talks about if it's an SEC team playing that schedule. Uh, but they're still winning those games the way they should be won by elite teams. Mm-hmm. So Drew Hallett pointed out that Michigan and Ohio State are the only undefeated teams who have won every game by at least a touchdown. The last time that happened was 2006, where the game was 1-2 versus two and came right down to the wire. Ohio State winning after a legit late hit by Michigan out of bounds extended a late Ohio State drive. But yeah. that kind of goes to my point, like what I was saying earlier, that I'm not even necessarily saying Michigan will win. Um, it's I do think they've closed the gap from years in like 2018. I'm not saying Ohio State, Michigan, it's here. But 2018, Ohio State, Michigan, I think that it's closer, wherever it is on there. Yeah, I mean, obviously uh, they won last year, so it's obviously closer. But I, and that's the, and I said it last year, it wasn't that they won, it was how they won. It wasn't like a fluke, random, yeah. uh, the year that Jim Trestle got fired and they yeah, still yeah, yeah. barely won. Yeah. Brady Hulk. Um, <laughs> but, Luke Fickle? Yeah. It's, it's gonna be an interesting battle of philosophies, I think, as much as anything else in the game. Yeah. Which team? Which team controls the tempo? Because if Ohio State can finish their quick drives with touchdowns, can Michigan still score touchdowns on their slower drives? Or if Michigan can get a couple stops, will Ohio State get rattled as time bleeds away because they won't get as many possessions as they're yeah. used to? Obviously, Ohio State could win, but I think the current iteration of this rivalry is very fun because it feels more like chess instead of an inevitable slaughter like it yeah. has for a while, except 2016 where Michigan got boned, or 2018 Debatable. where Michigan, <laughs> not really, where Michigan got Debatable. slaughtered, but I went into the game with actual hope yeah. uh, at the end of the revenge tour. As it stands right now, <laughs> do I think Michigan will win the game? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, even last year I was like, nope, nope. Well, the, you, were, you were confident, maybe not at this point in the season, but our episode before the game, you were confident. I remember that. Yeah, I I quoted Cade McNamara. I picked yeah. Michigan to win. I was not feeling good about Michigan's chances. So you were putting, was, you were putting a front on kind the camera. Of. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like, it doesn't matter who I pick. What's going to happen is going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to pick my team. Right, that's Just fair. like this year, I've like, unless it's an obvious uh, Michigan is – Looking like Michigan State, you know what I mean? It's not right. gonna. Yeah, I gotta I mean, pick my the, team. I do think if we did this for the last ten years, I think there would be would there would be a, way more Ohio would, State, Ohio State, yeah, and have, which went into the tenor of my of what I was saying all year of it's inevitable. It's this there's this parasitic hope. Yeah, but there's a, like yeah, it, that was oh, yeah. It, you it was brought like, up that parasitic hope at all this year. I, this year has just been good. Like. They they struggle and win by a lot. Yeah, and it's fine. Like, yeah, it's just good. Uh, I obviously think Ohio State could win, but I think that this is as even as these two teams have been all season long since two thousand six. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Like, and this is why we started doing this show: is Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, like Big Two, Little Twelve now. Yeah, whatever. Pressing pause on that for a second. Michigan's defense currently ranks first nationally. 
nationally in scoring defense, total defense, and rushing defense, and fourth in passing defense. Impressive. Blake Corum is first in first downs gain, tied for first in touchdowns by running backs, tied for second in scoring, one point behind Michigan's kicker, third in rushing yards, fourth in carries over 20 yards, and sixth in yards from scrimmage by non-quarterbacks. He's only 30 points away from tying Michigan's scoring record currently held by 1991 Desmond Howard, who won the Heisman in 1991. The passing game obviously has has had their struggles, especially lately, but they also haven't had to get out of it as evidenced by how little they are throwing. Like they could have said, all right, we're going to force the issue. We're going to try to get out of it. And they just don't care. Uh, I'd like to see them connect on a few throws they've, had but they're they're running on third and long and getting the first down I saw and it. more. I I want them to start hitting those throws. But last year, weren't we all saying they need to be able to pass for a chance to beat Ohio State? And then they threw the ball like once in the entire second half. Yeah, and scored a touchdown every single drive. So it might be an issue. I agree. It also, I think it's only a might be, and I also think they're not far off because of ability, like. They're like a three-point shooter, a good three-point shooter in a slump. They hit one, and who knows, maybe they start hitting them regularly. But it's not like J.J. McCarthy is like – it's not like saw, he's like Nick Sheridan or something. I actually saw a tweet of their two stats compared through ten games mm-hmm. in the two seasons, and they looked almost identical. Cade, Cade was throwing for more yards, I think, at this point in the season. But – Well, and so J.J. threw – a majority of the season um, was leading the nation in completion percentage. He's he's had but a then, rough few weeks. Yeah, like he. Has, but I I will say he didn't hit fifty percent. What was that two weeks ago? He didn't even hit fifty percent. I do think that he is hurt by this this past week. There were drops where if the if the drops were caught would put him better. But he's throwing so few that the numbers. It's easy to not look good. I mean, but or the one look he really had, good. The one he where he was over 50, below fifty percent was it was twenty seven attempts. That's not like a small no. amount. Yeah, I don't know. He was he was thirteen to twenty seven the one game. I don't remember which game it was, but I remember looking at the stat like it's wow. Even even that complete four of them. I don't I don't remember how many drops. I I feel like drops have been an issue for a few weeks. But too. is it going to be something that's magically fixed against Ohio State? Is drops? What sucks is Eric All is out for the season. The tight end, the backup schoonmaker comes in. He got hurt. They don't know when he's coming back, and I think that was like a safety valve, and that is gone, and that's hurting him too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're making excuses right now, Ohio State was playing a walk-on wide receiver at running back last week. So, for how many carries? <laughs> One carry. Okay. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on Michigan? Um, I don't mean out of this game. I don't really have a lot of thoughts. I mean, you dove into the game, the game a lot, but um, I'm not really. I'll, I'll go there next week, but I don't yeah. really have. I mean, they played Nebraska. I'm not. I don't really have much of a takeaway. Nebraska's been terrible all year. They've kind of like they've like since Scott Frost even got fired, they've seemingly surprisingly. I kind of for some reason expected them to get better yeah. after he got fired, which I think they won a game or two after. That. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it seems like they've gotten worse. So they've watched, won two I watched, since he got fired. Yeah, watching the uh, Illinois game, Nebraska-Illinois game, I was like, this looks like Rutgers when they first joined the Big Ten. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, Nebraska's terrible. So it's hard to have a takeaway from that, but yeah. 
I mean, Michigan. That's, that's mainly why I was talking more about the game. Right, yeah. This game. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, the, really the only thing, they're dominating on defense and in the running game, and yeah. the passing game needs to get better, probably. I will say, Michigan's defense, like, no doubt, it's good. It's really good. One of the best in the country. Is it what the stats are saying, though? I mean, I will say, like, they have one of the, the easiest schedules in the country as far as, like, Especially even like the teams that they played that have, like the offenses that they played against, they haven't played a really good offense all year. But I do still think like, does that mean that oh that they're a terrible defense? No, I mean you still have to be a really good defense to be leading the nation in uh, all the stats that they're yeah. leading the nation. But um, do, could it be a little deceiving? We'll find out. I mean they they definitely will not hold Ohio State to three points. Like they held Nebraska yeah. too. Like that—that's one thing that has always uh, confused me a little bit. Like when a, a good defense goes against a good offense, and that offense does better than the defense is averaging, people are like, "Oh, I guess they're not that great." Well, right. they're playing a better team. Right. They're going to give up more. Like the offense is a factor, also. Yeah. So I agree. Ohio State is going to blow out of the water most of the numbers that they've put. The question is going to be, are they good enough to win the game? Yeah, the question will be, is it – because it's a, it's a new defensive coordinator. I know the defense is a di- the same system yeah. that he came from and all that. But will it be what they were last year or will it be what they were when they had Don Brown, when they had the number one defense and they obviously absolutely shredded them? Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm looking for. And, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, Ohio State fifty six, Indiana fourteen. Yeah, it was it was good to see. I mean, I know it was Indiana, but it was really good to see Ohio State get back on track on the in the run game. They changed the way they ran the ball, and I mean, once again, it was Indiana, but it worked really well. They ran a lot. They've been running a lot of zone stretch plays to the outside uh, all season long, and they ran only thirteen of those of their forty rushes. And when they weren't running the outside outside zone, they were getting nine yards a carry, and then on the zone plays they were getting six yards per carry so um this was all with henderson already being out other than mayan getting hurt early in the game um but then yeah dalen hayden looked good um obviously i don't want him to be the number one guy hopefully <laughs> i mean so ryan day said today that he expects at least one of the three that running backs that were out or got hurt saturday the um to be back this saturday so Hopefully they'll be back. And then um, I think really like I don't want Dalen Hayden to be the number one guy, but I think he can be a guy that t- takes number two carries. And then even Xavier Johnson, like the seventy-one yard touchdown run he had wasn't a fluke. Like he had he had vision on that on that play. He made players miss. It wasn't like he was running through a gaping hole and just nobody was in anywhere near him. He was weaving his way through the field. And on that run, side note. Marvin Harrison Jr. had a sick pancake block and just blew this guy up. And I'm like, what can't Marvin Harrison Jr. do? What can't Xavier Johnson do? Wide walk on wide receiver, taking he was lined up at running back. Um, also, speaking of Marvin Harrison Jr., that catch, yeah, incredible. If you haven't seen it, go look good. up. You probably just Google Marvin Harrison's catch versus Indiana, and it'll come right up. It's just abs- like I don't know if I've ever seen somebody. Do that. If I was him, I would sit out next year and get ready for the draft. Yeah, you hope. Yeah. <laughs> like him, him and Jackson Smith and Jigba have legit two of the most incredible catches that I've ever seen. That like watching it live, I was like, not like they caught it both both of them, but they were like near the sideline. And in live time, I was like, not a chance. I was caught in bounds. 
and even Jack Smith and Jigba, the one I'm talking about against Nebraska in 2020, they called it incomplete on the field and then reviewed it. And now that one was, I think, slightly crazier than Marvin Harrison Jr.'s this this past week. But both those are up there as like, how the heck did he even do that? Um, but yeah, my only real takeaway is is it the 26th yet? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm ready for I'm ready for the game, and um, obviously I don't want to look too far ahead. Maryland's not some chump team, like. Uh, they still got to play Maryland. Michigan still got to play Illinois. Illinois is on a losing streak, but they were at at one point leading the West. Now they're tied for first. But Ohio State, and Michigan can't look ahead. I hope neither of them do. And I, at this point, like I don't mind if Michigan loses before the game. But at this point, with all the hype and all the makes excitement, it, it makes it more fun. At this point, I want them to both be eleven and zero. And yeah, so, but I'm excited for that game. Yeah, this this is the first game in three weeks that Ohio State outgained their opponent. So it's wow. a nice bounce back for them against Indiana after they struggled to score three times against one and but, nine Northwestern. <laughs> but that's a credit to the defense, though. Like, like it's a different defense than last year. I think you have to yeah. admit at this point that Ohio State has a defense now. I mean, last year, debatably, they didn't. I mean, at times it was deceitful because they would get up by so much and so fast that it was hard to keep up. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't have much to add about this game. We're one week closer to the game. I will say it's really cool that Cameron Babb was able to score oh. on Ohio State's second-to-last possession of the game in a 35-point blowout on a pass thrown by the starter, C.J. Stroud. Okay. Who is definitely not just padding his stats trying to overtake Blake Corn. He's not. In Heisman he voters' was, eyes. Come, you're going you're gonna to come at the Cameron Babb <laughs> touchdown? He's coming at If you don't know, I mean, it's been all over social media – is he tore his ACL? He twisted his knee. He's tore his ACL. He's tore his ACL. Four, not his. He's tore his right ACL twice and his left ACL twice. And he's just an incredible comeback story and a score touchdown. Is just was awesome and the whole team loved it and the whole team like it's just a cool Including story. Including CJ Stroud because he got one more touchdown. Yeah, sure. Garbage time <laughs> to add to his stats. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, Scarlett and May's picks standings. Uh, I earned a percent back, so seventy six point four percent. You're seventy nine percent. I'm just running out of time. Uh, yeah, but whatever. Viewer questions: What needs to happen for Michigan and Ohio State to both make the playoff? Ohio State is two. Michigan is three. Tennessee was five. Uh, LSU was six. six right? Yep. I USC I don't seven. think it's going to happen. I think there's going to be two SEC teams. Point blank, no matter what. Yeah. There's going to be two SEC teams regardless of what happens. Uh, so Clemson would have to lose. Uh, TCU would have to lose. USC would have to lose. Yeah, I think there's a really slim chance of, like, one scenario where it happens. And I, I think even North Carolina would have to drop a game as well. When, yeah. When them and Clemson don't – they don't play anybody good left and then they play each other and – We'd have, I think they for the for Ohio State and Michigan both to get in. I think the ACC would have to have a two loss champion. The USC would have to lose. That would be an, a, then a Pac twelve two loss champion. Uh, then, uh, yeah, and then TCU would also have to lose. It's um, it's honestly just so frustrating to me that I don't like honestly. I don't care if the SEC is the best conference. I don't care if they have the four best teams. The playoffs should not be the four best teams from one conference. Right. Why even have the season? Why even have the conference? Why even have a conference championship right. then? It's stupid. The, uh, there is a legit scenario where I think 
that there would be an argument for there to be three SEC teams in the playoff where where LSU wins like the SEC championship. I feel like that's as likely as Michigan and Right, Ohio State. yeah, it honestly is. If LSU wins out, they got A&M left and whoever cupcake they play this weekend because the SEC plays cupcake weekends. The Citadel. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that they have – if they can somehow – I mean, I think the hardest part would of this scenario would obviously be them beating Georgia and – I don't think they will. But if they somehow pulled off that miracle, they got whooped by Tennessee at home. So, you, like, how do you navigate that? But then if SEC is the best conference, how do you leave out the champion? But then how do you leave out Georgia, who has one loss and beat Tennessee and lost to LSU in the SEC yeah. championship? There would be a legit argument for three. This is not my opinion. This is, like, right. this would be the argument to have three. Just the in sad the reality of things. Yeah. No, I I'm just annoyed that it's the, the I I said it right before we started recording. It's like the best of the SEC versus the best of the country. It seems like that's the setup going in. Yeah. Just like A and M is considered a good win on some teams' resumes because they started ranked high. Right. Every team in the SEC starts ranked, and so everyone gets ranked wins. Yeah. And that's it just what goes on. Literally, Kirk Herbstreit said that about. LSU, they're like, well, they got to beat Texas A&M still. And I'm like, if they don't beat Texas A&M, yeah. come on now. They should never even been in the top ten. Texas A&M's lost six straight games. Uh, uh, anyways. It's frustrating. Big Ten takeaways. Uh, Iowa averaged 12.3 yards per drive. Ugh. Running it 45 times for 52 yards. Passing for 4.1 yards per attempt. And they beat Wisconsin... By two scores to retake control of the Big Ten West. Oh, Absolutely incredible. Just gross. Yeah. 146 yards <laughs> is what they gained against Wisconsin. That's the same about that Nebraska used to eke their way to eight first downs and three total points against Michigan this week. <laughs> but Iowa beat Wisconsin by 14. My takeaway is that the Big Ten West should all be replaced by the seven best teams from the Pac-12. Michigan State can go join the AEW or something, whatever they want to do, since that would fit their culture better. You could do the seven best teams from the MAC, and I don't think it would be that Honestly, (laughs) it's so gross. To replace Michigan State, the Big Ten could offer Cincinnati, or maybe the best green and white team in the state of Michigan, the mighty and for sure bowling Eastern Michigan Eagles, if Cincinnati is too locked into the Big 12. Okay. Um... I don't have any Big Ten takeaways. Yeah, there's like, not much to say right what now. What the heck? <laughs> uh, big Two, Little Twelve. Rapid turd fire, rapid fire turd pile picks. <laughs> Wisconsin at Nebraska. I think we're both going to pick Nebraska. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Purdue over Northwestern. Yep. This is why it's so frustrating. I cannot make points up at this point. Yeah. Uh, Indiana at Michigan State. Michigan, Michigan State. State. Thought about picking Indiana, but... Can't do it. Penn yeah. State at Rutgers. Penn, Penn State. State. This is the one game I have hope for. Minnesota's favored by two and a half. Iowa. I picked Iowa as well. <laughs> it's it. in bold there. I'm not just I, picking Iowa because you're picking I Iowa. I gotcha. Yeah. That just sucks. Uh, <laughs> on to the varsity games. Ohio State favored by 27 and a half at Maryland. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State's never lost Maryland. They're not going to lose Ohio State. Yeah, every single year, Maryland starts out looking okay and then completely falls apart, yep. uh, and they look 
worse than the worst green and white school in the state, the under police investigation and only possibly bowling, Michigan State Spartans. Ohio State will run it up, I'm sure. C.J. Sure, Stroud will yeah. be in late in the fourth. Goodness gracious. Uh, Illinois is 17-point uh, underdogs at Michigan. If it was at Illinois, I'd be tempted to take them here, especially looking ahead to the game. But I just don't see Illinois going into the big house and getting it done. Not a chance. What if, Michigan. What if it was against the spread? Michigan by 17 or more. Would you take Illinois? 16 or less? It would be tempting. I mean, let's do it. No. I need to earn a point. <laughs> I think Illinois' only chance is if Michigan has a really bad off day yeah. and is looking ahead to Ohio State and the officiating is 2016, the game bad. I mean, Michigan will kill them. I'm just sad Blake Corum only got 34 carries total in Michigan's three non-conference games. Uh, Michigan will win by 28 or more. Yeah. It's whatever. Game of the week, USC favored by two and a half at UCLA. I actually like UCLA here. I got USC. Well, there we go. I picked USC to make the playoff. They're in position to make a run at it. Uh, I can't pick UCLA even though they're at home, even though I still like Zach Charbonnet. Yeah. I got USC by three. I like I like Chip Kelly. I like the stars that UCLA's got. I like that they're at home. I got I got UCLA by three. Oof. Let's go. That, uh, I can earn back two points here. Mm-hmm. Uh, really quick into some basketball. Michigan squeaked by Imani Bates. How concerned should Michigan fans be? I'm a, I'm a little concerned, but it's also kind of what I was saying last week where I think Michigan's going to yeah. be like kind of Iowa where they'll have offense and not any defense. They need to get better. Yeah. Um, but whatever. I, was, I literally we'll in my notes brought that up. I was just like, I, th- I think Adam was right saying their defense yeah. looks like Iowa. Hopefully the offense can keep it up. Yeah. Uh, Michigan pray, plays in Brooklyn against Pitt on Wednesday in either VCU or Arizona State, uh, depending on if they win and who wins. It'll be fun because VCU, if you didn't know, has Brandon Johns and Zeb Jackson, who are on Michigan, and Arizona State has Frankie Collins, who is on Michigan. Um, I think Michigan will win them both, uh, mainly yeah. because both VCU and Arizona State I don't think are very good, right. um, and Pitt is not very good. Michigan plays Ohio on Sunday night. I think that'll be another win. Yeah. Um, Ohio State plays winless Eastern Illinois <laughs> on Wednesday, and yeah. then San Diego State on Monday. Yeah. What do you think? So, um, I mean, obviously Eastern Illinois, I mean – Easy win there. But then uh, going on to the Maui Invitational will be tough. I mean, San Diego State's 17th ranked in the country and got to be a good team to be ranked, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did struggle at home, San Diego State, against BYU recently. And I really like the way the Buckeye team has looked so far. A team that I knew coming into the season was really talented, but wouldn't necessarily have the chemistry. That was the thing that I would at least be worried about at the beginning of the season with all the new guys coming in. But I do think the Buckeyes go to Hawaii and upset San Diego State. Um, They will play three games in three days, um, depending on who wins and who loses after San Diego State. It's not entirely sure, but I would say a 2-1 and one trip would be successful and really what I expect at the least. It is a talented tournament, so I would, wouldn't be surprised if they dropped one. I wouldn't be super surprised if they dropped two, but I will also I'll be about the same surprised if they went yeah. right on. The, these things, it's they tell a lot that we didn't know about each of these teams because they're yeah. so early in the season and three games in three days yeah. and all that. Uh, Ohio State plays Duke. 
and Michigan plays Virginia next week. I already talked about Michigan needs to fix their defense, but uh, is there anything either of them need to fix before they head into the ACC? You know, I mean, Ohio State hasn't played anybody. They haven't had a close game, so it's hard to say, like, something specific that they need to work on. I'd just like to see them continue to work on the chemistry with all the new guys and figuring out what lineups work the best with, with the guys they've got. Mm. Uh, things no one is talking about. Um, Ohio State is now averaging, I talked about this last week, that they were barely averaging yet less yards per carry than Michigan. They are now averaging more yards per carry on the season at 5.74, and Michigan's at 5.62. So they're basically the same. But Ohio State has significantly less carries. So, um, Blake Corum is higher than that, but Michigan as a team is lower. Yeah, I mean, yeah. usually team stats matter more than individual stats. but Not when one of those peoples is the Heisman uh, front runner. Things no one is talking about. <laughs> Mr. March, Tom Izzo, is under 500 in his last 13 games in March. Maybe name change there okay. isn't necessary. But at the start of their game on Tuesday on a boat for no reason against Gonzaga, yeah, I kept reading about how bad Gonzaga looked. I mean, it wasn't for no reason, but... Yeah, I mean, I think those games are pointless, it, and it, it's I think it was stupid. Like, I think it is a little ridiculous, but, I mean, it was for Veterans Day, but... Yeah. They, they could have played it on an Air Force base in a covered place. Yeah. Would have been fine. I'm with you on that. In an airplane hangar. wasn't pointless, but I, I, I mean, do think it was a little ridiculous. I think it was pointless to have it on a boat, on a ship. It was Veterans Day. I, I get that. <laughs> it's not the only military-themed well, location so in the world. So you can't say it's pointless, but then there's still a point. It's a bad point. I kept reading how bad Gonzaga looked during the game, and then Gonzaga won, and then an air to flip to how good Michigan State actually is, or like how surprising they were, and I I just don't understand that. Gonzaga yeah. looks terrible. Gonzaga looks terrible. Michigan State's pretty good after they lost to the team that looked terrible. I don't get it. Maybe maybe they'll be good. I'm not saying this to talk trash about Michigan State. I just. I don't understand that narrative flip well, there. As we're recording, they're in a tight one with Kentucky. So, Oh, boy. There you go. We'll see. Tweet of the week. Not on a boat. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> tweet of the week. Uh, I'm pretty sure I talked about this last year in a tweet of the week also, but this is from Trevor Woods. Blake Corum is, a Heisman, caliber, is Heisman caliber off the field, too. He's donating 300 turkeys and 300 gallons of milk to underprivileged families in Ypsilanti. It's cool. Yeah. What do you got? Um, my tweet of the week is from basically Ohio State Boba Fett. It's Buckeye Fett. And mm-hmm. I've had, he's been my tweet of the week before. I think his profile picture is pretty cool. But uh, the tweet is 17th 10-win season in the last 20 years, most in the country in that span. That's pretty incredible. 10 wins is big if you're Michigan State. Yeah, yeah if you're Michigan State. Honestly, I just couldn't come up with a tweet of the week, and I was just <laughs> like, sure, that one. Didn't have a great one that stood out yeah. to me. but Well, I mean, the good news is we're one week closer to the game. Yeah. Until then, well, not... see you next time. Well, we'll see you one more time before. Yeah. I just mean we're getting closer. We're getting closer. <laughs> see you next time. Go Blue. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes.